Hello, friends, and welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. My name is Scott Cowan, and I'm the host of the show. Each episode, I have a conversation with an interesting guest who is living in or from Washington State. These are casual conversations with real and interesting people. I think you're going to like the show. So let's jump right in with today's guest. I'm sitting here today with Brandon Harley of Wenatchee High School. And Brandon, I'm going to, you sent me an email. And so this is how I'm going to introduce you. You sent me an email and your signature card says you're a social studies teacher, senior class advisor, yearbook advisor, podcast instructor, media production, and TSA advisor. Right. Um, What do you do in your spare time? Not much right now. <laughs> it's actually less uh, than I used to do. I also used to be an assistant football coach, so that that's what I thought I saw somewhere. Yeah. Was that you were you football? Okay, so you, you've 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 streamlined the workload just a little bit. Um, it, it, yeah, what a little bit. So I'm not. I'm. It's been a long time since I've been in high school. I mean, just look at me. But what is a TSA advisor? Because that makes me think you're training kids to work at SeaTac Airport. Right. And, and, you know, so what's TSA, first right. off? Right. It's an unfortunate uh, connected acronym, right? Uh, TSA is the uh, Technology School Association. Okay. So uh, part of a career in technical education, the programs that we all offer in Washington State have to have some form of a professional organization for a club. So okay. for podcasts and media production, our engineering teacher, Doug Merrill, our forensics teacher, Lindsay Hildorfer, we're all TSA advisors. That's part of our requirements for CTE, career and technical education. Now, unfortunately, you just, now I'm down the rabbit hole and we're not even going to talk about you. You have a forensic advisor? Yeah, with uh, <laughs> with with our um, Washington State is really uh aggressive and facing on the, the, the issue head on about um, uh, like pathway issues, students that are having kind of like ideas about what they want to go into for post high school and um, our pathway requirements, students are supposed to kind of steer their way towards classes that, that, that will potentially lead them to a career after high school. Okay. So our current technical education uh, uh, director Jake Boltz has offered a swath of different classes that uh, that lead kids to uh, all sorts of opportunities. And uh, forensics was added last year, and <sighs> Lindsay's done a great job with that. Uh, there have been some faux crime scenes that <laughs> students have to come and uh, analyze, and and I don't really know that much about her particular uh, course, but. The TSA aspect of it, they, they she'll bring a group of kids to one of the TSA, um, oh, I guess, uh, conventions, and they'll have a mock scene that they don't anything they don't know anything about beforehand, and they have to try to use what they've learned in class to solve that particular uh, um, event. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's okay. So, as as I've said before on on episodes, you know, I, I typically have a conversation with my guests, you know, pre you get on the phone, talk for a little while. And, and one of the things that I said to you when we were on the phone was that my very layman's view of schools is that they're very much within the box. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I was really, when I heard about this podcasting program and, and, and your students, which we're going to get to, I promise you, um, is I thought how cool that is that that's outside the box. And now you're telling me the same school has a forensics program, which, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. That's really outside the box to me. That's like crazy. That's, that's really, that's very cool. 
so yeah we, we we have a lot going on i don't i i really don't know how much the average person knows just how many things a big school like ours has in terms of school student opportunity and just the the wide variety of classes and opportunities one mm -hmm. of our pathways that's within our social studies department now is a law and justice. So wow. we have okay. mock trial, uh, constitutional law, and that even though it's social studies banned, it is within the context of career and technical education because obviously law and justice is a, a career opportunity. Huh. Um, those kids get to compete at state and national conventions. And we are incredibly fortunate. We have uh, um, a former California state Supreme Court lawyer who wanted to get out of that and he came to be a social studies teacher when at your high school. So huh. uh wow. that is that's a one-off. That's not something that's super yeah. common to have right. a, a a a a certified bar certified California lawyer teaching uh law and justice. That's crazy. All right. So yeah. last question about one high school in general. I know we'll come back to it in some ways, but this is my life. so you mentioned big high school. What is the approximate uh attendance you know how many students go there uh well we're a weekend so i don't know if i have the most updated but i think it's pretty safe to say I, we always go with 2000 and that could be a little bit more depending on the count but at the minimum it's 2000 it might be a little bit higher than that 2100 so um, last year in the graduating class of, of 2023 how about how many graduated i 460 ish somewhere in there so what, when you went to high school, how many, how many kids did you graduate with? Uh, I graduated from Wenatchee high school in 1993 and we had uh, about 265, I think. Yeah, so my, my school that I graduated in 1980, um, in Tacoma was about 240. Ooh. So 400 and some kids. That's just, I knew the school was big. I didn't know it was, yeah. I didn't know it was quite and that big. On my list of things you mentioned, I'm a uh, senior class advisor and I've done that for 17 years. And, that role really is just about getting the graduation ceremony and, and kids going through that. So I can tell you that last year's class was one of the smaller, we've seen this downward trend. So we've had as many as 600. Um, and uh, so we've had a, a couple that have been lower than four or 60, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's all over the place. Okay. Where, so your backstory. So you went to Wenatchee high school. So you grew up in Wenatchee. Yep. Where'd you go to college at? I went to Wenatchee Valley College, then transferred to Central and finished out my social studies degree there. Okay. And then was the plan always to come back to Wenatchee? Like, see, like my story, I grew up in Tacoma. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I went, right. to, I went to Central myself, and right. I wanted to stay in Ellensburg. I loved Ellensburg. I still hold it. My bio says it's my freshman year was the best six years of my life. So I had a really <laughs> good time in Ellensburg, but I really, sure. I really like that town. Was your plan to come back or were you thinking about going elsewhere? Uh, I knew I, I, I tell my students when they ask me, I allow them to interview me. They always ask, when did you know you wanted to be a social studies teacher? And I was fortunate that um, I had some really powerful and impactful social studies teachers in particular. And I can vividly remember sitting in room 201 my senior year kind of contemplating what is it that I want to do teacher sports medicine something else I, I don't really know but knowing that we had this conversation on a day we were talking about China I remember my teacher 
I looked around the class and everybody was having a good time. We were enjoying ourselves while still learning. And this mentor of mine, it just that moment was like, I want to be a social studies teacher when I had you high school. And I was one of the few people that go to college who didn't change his major. <laughs> uh, so when I went to Central, uh, you know, when I finished up those classes, I had a student teach and I, and I, a student taught over at Eastmont, which was something that I didn't want to do. Uh, <laughs> but it ended up being the best thing that I, I could have done. My master teacher over there was somebody who, uh, I am still deeply indebted to in terms of who he is, is, as a person I, I aligned myself. I saw him like, that's the guy he's, I want to be like him when I teach. So, um, and then it took me almost, um, almost nine years to get a full-time social studies job after that. So, um, I taught four years in the business department here. Uh, at Wenatchee high school from 2001, to 2005, uh, teaching a variety of courses, um, that I wasn't overly excited about. I wanted to be a social studies teacher. And after four years of that, I, I, I left, I, I left education for a year. So, okay. um, change. Yeah, I came back. I taught uh, a year later. I came back and I taught a year in Chelan at uh, the high school up there. Okay. Rode the link bus up to Chelan every day for a year. And that was an incredibly just powerful experience for me to get my uh, um, kind of open my eyes to a smaller school and a, and a community that it, uh, uh, I'd only been on the peripheral of as a tourist or somebody who had visited up there as a, as a lot as a kid. But um and then in 2007, uh, I, I, I came back here. Okay. That's, that's what a great story. Yeah. Let's talk podcasting. Cause that's why we're, that's what, that was the original reason we're <laughs> right. here. So I'll just tell you what I, I know. And then you're going to, you're going to fill in the blanks. So I saw, I think I saw it on Facebook and I think somebody shared an article from the Wenatchee world about a Wenatchee high school student who won an honorable mention in a podcast contest held by the New York times. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. Um, then I did a little bit of, a little bit of research and I saw that he was in a class at Wenatchee high school, which kind of made me go, that's really cool. And then I, your name popped up. I actually looked you up on LinkedIn. I messaged you on LinkedIn you were kind enough to respond back. You may be regretting that now, but here we are. I want to know how did this program get started? What was, what was the, the root of this? And like, because once again, I come at this with the idea that high school schools, public schools in general are like tied into this little box regarding text testing. Right. How did you, how did this podcasting program get started? So let's, uh, I got to think about the dates. Um, so it's fall of 2023. So it was the spring of 2022. I was the department head for our social studies department for several years. And I had been imagining a way that we could recreate the courses that we taught in social studies to be a little bit more broadly appealing to our students, uh, in particular student body that uh, is a very diverse student body. And the traditional is, you know, like a world studies kind of course, a US history course, and then your senior year, you take a contemporary issues or civics course, and that rinse repeat over and over again. And uh, 
I, I felt with our, our our depth of of knowledge and so many of our people that have these life experiences, we should be able to have courses that tended to be a little more unique. And one of the things that I wanted to try to do was implement more uh, project-based kind of students could share the things that they learned. And I had created, uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about genealogy and family history. And I used a lot of history of my own through that means to share with my students primary source documents, uh, historical events, and all these little minute details that you can actually be a part of, even though you might not think about it through tracing your family history. And social studies doesn't have a big budget, and we don't have the means to create, like, I wanted the kids to be able to do what we're doing, like record a video or an audio story to share with their family or friends. So I went and visited with our career and technical education director, uh, Jake Woltz, about um, kind of equipment they have, what kind of options would uh, that look like? How could we create a, like an audio lab that students from social studies could go potentially use? And he, he was very great about it. He said, you know, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. So he came back to me a couple of weeks later and he said, here's what I'm thinking. How do you feel about being the person who creates a podcasting class? Wasn't exactly what I asked for. Uh, it wasn't anything that I had really thought about in terms of uh, um, that kind of a change in the way that I was doing it. But it was exciting that the idea that here's a guy who saw enough in me to say, here, why don't you lead this? Uh, I had never had any experience with audio or uh, podcasting on my own. Uh, like most people, I think COVID hit and I kind of got into the podcast groove. It was a nice way to to, to fill the day and hear some great stories and follow some uh, um, people that I enjoyed listening to, but I didn't know anything about it. So he offered uh, me a chance to, to, to study some of those things. I took some classes through the uh, University of California, Berkeley School, uh, Graduate School of Journalism, their Advanced Media Institute. Um, and I learned so much. It was it was so enjoyable uh, to build kind of my knowledge base and to create this course. And um, we ran it. Uh, we, we scheduled them. The, the kids schedule several months in advance before the, the school gets out. So we had an, well more than enough to run a course uh, that for last year and starting in the fall of 2022 we ran with it and uh like anything has been pretty shaky getting it off the ground right away I, I you know it's one thing about having a knowledge base knowing how to teach putting them all together finding the uh um the the means to of instruction uh i had all the equipment my my uh, mr buoltz was awesome about finding us uh, the equipment, letting me purchase equipment that was very much tied to industry standards, the things that we used in the courses that I took. Um, and we built the course from there. And uh, it it still is a work in progress. But the way that I wanted to, uh, I imagine that we have an incredible sports medicine program here at Wenatchee High School, a nationally recognized one. And in my mind, I thought, I want to do for high school podcasting, what our sports med program has done for that program. I want kids to be able to get uh, notice, uh, in notice at the national state level for what they create and maybe potentially earn them some scholarships 
or uh, steer them towards a career in audio engineering, podcasting, whatever it might be, whatever media field they're interested in. That's very, that's very impressive. <laughs> I don't that's, know. I, I, was that the long uh, route? Well, no, that's, the, but see, that's, see, I, I think, so what I, what's in, what my takeaway from that is, is that you, you put in the effort, but I do have one question. So you, you said the kids register early. So the course wasn't ready when the kids were registering for it. Where was it? You, you were kind of, it's just advertised. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, um, with, with my director's help, he's like, get the word out because we know that uh, kids um, are, are selecting their courses by February or the following year. And, and with 2000 students and our, the way that our, 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 our classes are constructed, it is it is a maze of madness. Our our assistant principal Ricardo Iniguez, he runs that, and that is, you know, it's a it's it's a huge process. So we have to know that early, sure. and um, I think uh, by advertising it and being a teacher who's been here for a while and and is, I think earned a reputation of being pretty uh, adapted working with students, we wanted to get the word out and. Uh, you know, it, it, the initial numbers were higher, but you know, you got to make sure you have enough to fill one class. And, um, cause kids can say, Hey, that sounds cool. They put it down as one of their picks, but then later go, you know what, that doesn't fit into my schedule. So the numbers always drop down a little bit and, but we had more than 30 signed up initially. So there we go. And we had 30 to start the year last year. Okay. So you had 30 students to start the program. Now, one thing you, you also, you said when we were on the phone, or at least I think you said, so I'm going to ask for some clarity. This was open to all grades. It wasn't just, oh, so it was open to all grades. Yep. At Wenatchee High School, how many of the classes are available to all years? Well, I think for the most part, all of our career and technical education programs are open nine through 12. Okay. There's some that have the advanced component to it. Like for instance, like you have intro to welding and then advanced welding. Right. So those wouldn't be open to ninth graders. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, some of our uh, English and science and math courses tend to be more aligned to grade level. Okay. Um, you know, you take sophomore English as a sophomore, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> our social studies, we have tried to kind of open that up a little bit. So we have some freshmen now taking some of our social studies classes. Um, and we're, we're, we're allowing for more of that, but for, for the most part, CTE, PE music, um, I think we have a, our sports med program, which is part of our CTE, our art programs, our foreign language. Those are all open to all grade levels. Okay. So your class is open to all four grades, mm-hmm. your initial class, what was kind of the mixture, mostly juniors and seniors? Was it? Freshman no, it was, it was all four grades. Um, okay. uh, being the first time, uh, what's interesting, uh, Cade, uh, one of our students who was uh, recognized for his uh, podcast, he's a freshman. Okay. Uh, my son, who's a freshman, was in that class. My daughter, who was a senior, was in that class. Uh, we had a mix of all, all four. Okay. And, and all students from lots of different kind of backgrounds. So it was very eclectic. Had you ever had the experience of teaching your kids before, as far as being a teacher, not, not being a parent, but being a teacher? Uh, my daughter, I took, I had had her for uh, AP U.S. history her junior year, but 
but that was that coming out of COVID. Uh, it, it was just kind of a funky, didn't have a usual feel. So yeah, my daughter was uh, in my class the year before. Okay. All right. That'd be, I don't know. My kids are great. I don't know that I could have been their teacher. I don't know. Well, my wife's a seventh grade teacher and she had my daughter in class, Okay, but she didn't have my son. She knew that that wouldn't be a, a <laughs> dynamic that would be very functional, Got not it. in a negative way, but she just loves all over him. And, uh, um, definitely when they, when my daughter and her came home, they would, uh, part ways, <laughs> spend a lot of time through the day with each other. And then when they get home, the last thing they want to do is more of that. Got it. All right. I shouldn't laugh at that, but that the way you described yeah. it was kind of cute actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. It was very, uh, uh, like sitcom-esque at times, watching them walk in the door, just go opposite directions. So this is the first year you've run the course. I'm sure everything went flawlessly. There was no, you already alluded to that things weren't what you expected, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Here's a, now this is where I'm going to start asking you very pointed questions that may or may not be possible to answer. Let's, I'll get that right out of the way, but sure. What did you not see coming that happened? either good or bad. I mean, was there something that you're like, I would have never thought about that. Well, I was really intentional about the way that I titled the course. I wanted students or people that were interested in podcasting, not to think that they were just going to come in and it was just going to be the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. The title of the course is um, intro to audio podcast production or sorry, intro to podcast production and audio storytelling. So um, what I didn't expect was some of the students who came in who really, I think, thought that it was just, hey, we're going to, for 86 minutes every other day, listen to podcasts Um, and, you know, kind of figure out how the tech works and then we'll interview some people. And and it's, I, I guess in my mind, I wasn't really prepared for that. Um, there's always the tech hurdles. Our students all have Chromebooks in the Wenatchee school, or at least in the Wenatchee high school. Mm -hmm. So, uh, some of the, the zoom, um, audio recorders that we use, that's a pretty common device. Don't integrate as easily with Chromebooks, uh, where, you know, most either Mac or PC based have uh, software that kind of help with that. So, uh, we had to work around some of those issues. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that everybody that comes to a podcast has a different uh, interpretation of what that is. Well, when you sit down and you listen to podcasts, sometimes it's just to learn something. Sometimes it's just to have a laugh. Sometimes it's to hear an interview. Mm-hmm. So what I think I wasn't prepared for was the fact that students tended to have like one view of what a podcast was. Uh, and that was different than what I was hoping to uh, engage them with. Okay. So when you're when you're sitting there in September and students are filling into the room first week of school type of thing, did you did you ask them? Were they were most of the kids in the classroom? Did they were they podcast listeners? Hmm. I would say. Probably not. About 50-50. About 50-50. I, okay. I mean, I think most of them had listened to one mm-hmm. before, but I wouldn't say that all of them were consistent listeners. Okay. Um, my daughter, who's in the class, she had she was going into her senior year. So she had started to kind of like find some ones that kind of connected to her personality. Um, I talked to some other students who 
you know, they, they listen to the big ones that they, they, they would tune in for sports reasons or, but nobody was really, um, an avid podcast listener. I didn't get that sense. And, and there were certainly some that did only like, um, I'd listen to a couple from time to time, but no. All right. See, I was here hoping you were going to say the whole class listened to Exploring Washington State. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, that's one of the things that I, I've recognized. I mean, there, there is an unlimited amount of podcasts out there. Oh. It is endless. You can no find matter anything. The topic. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the things that I was trying to, to press upon my students was there's something out there for all of you. <laughs> Let's find it. I mean, it is there. Right. Well, one of the things that I think is really kind of fascinating is now when I, when I was a kid and let, you know, go back, I could have interviewed my grandfather using a cassette recorder, right? Mm -hmm. I could have recorded that and I could have had him tell all his stories, the, the verbal history, you know, of his life. And I didn't, but I could, the technology was there, but now, I mean, you what are they using zoom zoom h1ns the little the little yep. handheld ones right yep okay that's the common and you can one use yeah. your cell phone i mean there's so yeah. much the technology has changed so much that you could if if you were so inclined mm -hmm. you could sit down and record conversations with family members mm -hmm. and store them use them chop them up into not the, I'm not trying to say you should profit off your family. That's not what I mean, but you can tell those, you can tell those family stories and you can share those family stories very easily. Right. So it's kind of a fascinating, that that aspect of it's fascinating. Right. The other thing, you know, there's so many other things you can do, but the other thing you can do is you can, like I'm doing, I, I, when I started this, which this, this podcast was a product of the pandemic because our website was getting, I don't hate mails too strong, but during, during, during the lockdown, uh, a large number of people that follow explore Washington state, whether the website or our social media, they actually think we're the state of Washington. And so we were getting, we were getting some pushback from people saying, Hey, you've locked us down. You said okay. we can't do this. How come you're telling me to go to this restaurant? Or, or go on this hike. And so it was like, well, wait a second. This is kind of a, we're, we're our, what we do changed during that period of time. Well, I didn't want to shut the whole thing down. So the idea was, well, let's just start talking to people and see what, what happens. I had no idea that I'd be doing this three, three plus years later and still enjoying it. In fact, I probably enjoy it more now than I did then if I'm right. being honest, because I'm more comfortable doing it now. Sure. And I've had some, some fascinating conversations with a, just like I'm talking to you. I had no idea a week ago, I think let's say 10 days ago, safely 10 days ago, I had no idea that when high school had a podcasting program, much mm -hmm. less thought I'd be talking to you today. Or I've talked to, you know, fairly well-known people. I punched way above my weight uh, for access that I wouldn't have gotten had I just sent a, a blind email to the CEO of a company saying, Hey, I'd like to ask you questions. And we've never gone anywhere, but right. I can say, Hey, I have a podcast and all of a sudden the doors open. It's, it's very, it's very interesting. And I don't think it matters 
that I'm my age or 14. I think these, your students can, if they want to interview somebody, if they approach it well, there's not one right way. So I don't want to say right. Like there's only one way, but if they approach it, their, their likelihood is pretty good. I think that they can, they can have that conversation with somebody no matter where that person is. You know, we're not mm-hmm. sitting in the same room right now. We're using technology. I mean, we could because we're actually in the same. It's one of the rare right. rare episodes where I'm in the same town as my guest. But, you know, I don't have to be in the same room. And the technology is cheap. It's easy to use. It's pretty reliable. It still needs a good internet connection, but mm-hmm. that's pretty common most places. And I think it's a great way for kids, not just kids, but people to learn storytelling, people to learn how to, to share something that's important to them and interesting to them. So walk me through, I'm a, a student in your class. What do I have to do to get a good grade from you? What's the requirements of the course? What, what are you having the students do? What's the coursework like? Well, uh, like most of our courses, we always want to make sure we start off our kids with some kind of an entry task. Um, for the podcasting class, I pick one of the ones that has been an award winner for students, either from the New York Times or NPR student podcast contest over the last six years. Uh, so when they enter class for the first five or six minutes, they'll listen to one of those and give some feedback. We'll talk about that. Those are easy, quick points to kind of get them focused in on what we're doing for that day. Um, And then we have uh, just whatever particular podcast we're working on. Being that it's project-based, we have a number of our podcasts that that have due dates. Okay. Uh, So the NPR podcast is due in, I think, by the end of March. The New York Times one, I think, is by the first week of May. Okay. Uh, the the organization you mentioned earlier, the Technical Student Association, the the Washington State TSA, uh, the one we uh, compose, they're great because they come up with a um, uh, a prompt, and that prompt everybody's got their own version of what they want to do. Uh, last year was describe a product that high school students use every day, so. Um, that's pretty far reaching and the kids had, you know, there's parameters for each one. So for this course to be really project based, we have a lot of deadlines, you know, you have to have this many interviews by this day. You have to have, um, you know, we go over like copyright issues with regards to um, sound and uh, music use. Mm-hmm. Um, some kids, we, we found some sites that kids use that allow for you to make your own sounds and music. Um, we, I think I had a couple lessons last year where they had to do some Foley sounds uh, to reenact the the actual um, um, the sounds that are made that they could put into their video or their um, their podcast. Right. Um, so to get a good grade, though, I mean, it's really about did you fulfill the requirements of this particular podcast? Did you do it in a way that allows for the listener to to listen to it easily and and structurally sound? Every other kid in the cat class after the due date has to listen to the, all the other students, and they they get a grade. It um, they, well that way they give me the feedback based on that, and uh, I, I I use my grade, but their grade can be uh, impacted by what the other students also um, give in. Students are kind of uh, um, finicky, you know they 
I don't like anything about that topic. So this podcast isn't my favorite. Like, that's fine. That, that That's not what we're trying to do, you know? So uh, it could be, um, I had a couple of kids do, uh, we've had, as a football coach, we've had some students who have gone on to play college football. And we're lucky enough to have some students who have uh, played at the University of Washington. So one of my students, who's the son or the brother of uh, Cade and the son of the head football coach, called uh, a couple of the guys that University of Washington had that are, that are Wenatchee grads. And um, so did a spring preview for the Husky football team last spring. Um, okay. You know, the, he fulfilled the requirements. He had three interviews. He put in sound that was non-copyrighted. You know, he um, he found some sounds like do- uh, the Husky barking in the background. And, <laughs> you know, um, it's more about the skills than right. the actual um, podcast themselves, because just like if somebody writes a paper, you don't agree with it. It's really about the structure of the paper. Did they did they do all the things that were required for that grade? And that's what the podcast has to be. The rubric that we have is it doesn't have these parts now. The skill and the talent, like you know, you said after three years, you're you're really comfortable. A lot of kids aren't comfortable right away, hearing their own voice, uh, <laughs> making edits. You know, um, I had one of the podcasts that was turned in. Uh, it was like a ten minute podcast, and nine minutes of it was their interview. Uh, you know, asking one question and letting the person they were interviewing talk. Right. And they, they threw some music in and like a little intro and it, it, it didn't meet any of the requirements. So I, I punted it back to him and say, Hey guys, you gotta, this isn't a podcast. This is a recording of somebody's answers that you asked them. Um, and, and that takes time. Um, I think that the idea that they want to just interview people and that's good enough is different than a storytelling aspect. You can yeah. have both, right? but you also have to like you've learned, you have to have the skills to be able to communicate with people and talk to them. I mean, um, this is an interview without like a job offer at the end, right? I mean, you're still, it's a back and forth banter that takes practice. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. Well, now I, I, I really don't want this to go down the technical rabbit hole, but I guess I'm going to have to ask a couple of technical questions. You said you're having the students edit what are they using to edit because they're using Chromebooks. So they're, they've got a right. little bit of limitation. So what, what software, and I think I know the answer. I, I think I know what you're going to, well, I have an idea, but I'm you curious, do. what are you having them edit with? Okay. Well, that's the, that was the thing. I, I guess I should have went, but you asked me a question. What was I not ready for? <laughs> and uh, I had done all the front end work. Uh, the class that I taught, we worked through it in Adobe Edition, okay. which is an industry standard software, you know, that's considered one of the top of the lines, but no Chromebooks run on, run right. any of that stuff. And I have a few computers in the class uh, that we purchased that students had access to, and we gave them full access to Adobe Edition. Okay. The problem is, is like, Adobe Edition is like calculus, right? And if somebody comes in only knowing how to do addition and subtraction and you say, go after it, and here's a device that doesn't really speak to its language, it just puts all this. So I wasn't really ready for that. I had high expectations. And so with some help from the students, we found uh, a uh, web-based system called Podcastle. Is that the one that you were? No, it's not. I've never heard of that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, podcastle.ai is it's a our students all have uh, uh, accounts that allow them to sign in through like a kind of a Google attachment right. or Wenatchee Schools accounts. 
So um, they offer a free plan. You can obviously purchase sure. a bigger plan that offers more bells and whistles, but we don't really need that. The podcast one allows them to render um, a little bit of sound out, uh, create different uh, layers of their audio so they can mm -hmm. do their voice, their music, uh, um, transition sounds, whatever they want. So uh, it's all web-based. So, okay. And because our students use uh, a Google-based web system, we all have Google Drive, which is basically their hard drive. So they can take their audio files from their Zoom recorder drop it in their, um, uh, their Google Drive and drag it over to Podcastle if they need to and uh, manipulate it that way. Okay. I was thinking, um, there was two that popped to mind. I was wondering if it was Audacity, and that's a, um, a free tool mm -hmm. um, that's quite popular. It's not calculus, but it's, it's, it's advanced algebra. Okay. Um, or Hindenburg which is more Hindenburg is more designed for journalists. It's designed to edit the spoken word. A lot of like, if you have a Mac, a lot of people use garage band and you can, right. yeah. you can go crazy with garage band and add, you know, I'll put a violin in here and you can have yeah. 32 tracks of music. Right. Hindenburg is designed more for storytelling and gotcha. it's, it's not free, but I think, that they have a, a fairly deeply discounted educational program. Um, and it's pretty lightweight in the grand mm -hmm. scheme of things. It, it's still, I mean, all software is heavy, but it's, it's pretty lightweight. So those are the two I was thinking. Okay. Um, another one would be Descript. Have you heard of that? No, I, I don't think I have. Uh, Descript. I'm writing them down. Uh, I think we came across Audacity. I haven't heard of Hindenburg. And then the third one you said was what? Descript. And Descript is kind of a visual editor. Mm. You, you put the file in and it, it creates a transcript. Oh, okay. And you edit the transcript. So like, I want to cut out all the ums and ahs. So you just click and they're all gone. Interesting. Kind of cool. It, yeah. It's a non-destructive editor. A um, lot of interesting things. Now, the other thing with the advanced version of Descript is that you can record your own voice. And let's say I say something like, when Angie's playing Eastmont, Friday nights, June or September 11th. And it was like, oh, it was supposed to be December 12th. I can literally go in and cancel out 11, type in 12, and it'll say it in my voice. <laughs> it's just kind of creepy big brother stuff, but it's kind of cool, you know, for like right. a quick, quick on the fly editing. And they've locked it down so you can't like upload Morgan Freeman's voice and, and, and all of a sudden have all your shows sound like Morgan Freeman or somebody right. like that, but it has to be you. Anyway, so you're having the students... You're walking them through all of this very specific, you know, guidelines and all that. Now, what, okay, so you've mentioned two, two podcast contests. You've mentioned the New York Times and you mentioned NPR. Um, we're, and we're going to give you your, we're going to go back to that in a second. But how many of your students entered those competitions? Was that a requirement of the classes that they enter? My... I wanted it to be a requirement, but because of such the broad knowledge, you know, we had students that had never done anything with audio to some that had a little bit of experience. Nobody had a lot. Okay. Um, and because we're kind of limited, right? Students try to find uh, somebody to interview about a certain topic or, and you're, you're, you're a ninth grader. 
you can't drive to go interview somebody. Like you said, I, I one of the things that I pushed towards the latter half of the year was let's find ways to connect to people. Let's uh, let's let's email this person. Let's call this office and see if they can set up a time. We've created that opportunity for kids to find ways to try to connect with people. So that took a little bit of time to try to find a way to do. And because of that, not everybody had a product that met the the kind of threshold that, you know, that we wanted to submit. Okay. I had a handful of kids uh, submit to both of them and that mm -hmm. was fine. So my hope was they would submit, uh, you know, but if it wasn't ready, I didn't want to uh, waste their time or, the good folks at NPR and the New York Times who had to listen to thousands of these anyway. Um, <laughs> not to say that it wasn't about the effort. It, you know, they learn still. Um, but uh, that was the hope. Yeah. Okay. So the article that I saw was that you had a student win an honorable mention in the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And then after I saw that and you and I spoke, you sent me another email and you had just right. found out that another student had won honorable mention in the NPR right. contest. Let's let's talk about both of those. I've I've listened to both of those episodes. Okay. I I thought that they were both really well done. Yep. Um. What? How much of that can you walk me through? Those two those two students. What? Can we walk through what you think their workflow was to put these two episodes together? Well, yeah, I can a little bit of it. Um, of course, the first part of it is just uh. With both NPR and the New York Times, it's wide open. You can be on any topic. Mm -hmm. NPR tends to also encourage students to pursue uh, podcasts that deal with uh, mental health issues that okay. so many students are struggling with coming out of COVID. But the, I mean, it's such a literally anything. And you know, as I don't know if you were like that as a college student, you're like, all right, I can do it on anything. You're like, oh man, I can do it on anything. I, I how do I narrow that down? So um, I'm like that as an adult. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of a nice option, but it also is kind of daunting because you really can go anywhere with it. So we sit down and we talk about some ideas that kids might have. And if, if certain students need more time to discuss like a topic, we can do that. But you know, the, the clock's ticking um, with Cade, uh, his podcast call, I think it was the, the, the crash at sea. If I remember right. Um let me see if I can see it here. Yeah, the crash at sea. Mm -hmm. I've known Cade since the day he was born. Uh, that story was one that I'd heard from his dad for 20 years. So when he told me, he's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this story. In my mind, it just was, that has that is great. Do that because with just my mind went through all the sound editing he could do, the interviews that he could create. Cade mm -hmm. um, actually... Uh, interviewed his dad, his uncle, and his grandpa, but had a phone call out to the Coast Guard. Like you said, you know, you try to reach out to these people uh, and people want to attend. I, I, it, I think it's pretty common. People want to help high school students, any students really. Sure. If they can give them a few minutes of their time. So I don't think that the, uh, the Coast Guard was ditching uh, Kate on a call. It's just they're busy too. And it, right. so he, he put in a call to the Coast Guard, uh, uh, outfit out of Portland. It, it's probably one of the busiest in the United States, if if I remember hearing it right, the bar there. Because um, he wanted to get some interviews like, hey, what do you do when you when a boat gets hit like this? What's the what's the procedure? Um, so, I, you know, I try to help him with some ideas. 
And then, you know, we'll, we'll do a couple of searches and look for some people maybe that they can talk to and interview a lot of kids. Um, uh, and I wanted them to lean on kind of personal experiences. So the girls who did the life inside the green band tent, when they told me that all three of them were band students, mm-hmm. they were partnered up, they could, they could work on groups of three and that was fine. And they told me that they were going to do that. I was just so excited. And and when I found out that later on, that was also picked as a um, honorable mention, I was a little disappointed because I thought actually it had a better shot than just honorable mention, but I was so proud of him for getting that alone mm-hmm. because that story in and of itself, uh, the, the green tent story, um, you could do many podcasts on how ugly that got here uh, for mm-hmm. the, the staff and you heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the interviews that people provided about uh, uh, the ugliness that we uh, we had here uh, throughout phone calls and emails and you know, I was, was really surprised, honestly. I was like, and there's a lot more to it that uh, yeah. uh, people don't know about. <laughs> I the yeah, there's a part yeah. Anyway, I, I'm gonna, we're gonna link to both of the episodes. So right, that I appreciate. I want, that. I want so folks, if you're listening to this episode, I'm just gonna say pause right now, go to the show notes page, go listen to these two episodes so that you understand more clearly what we're what we're discussing because they're both excellent um, stories and they're both what six minutes long. I mean, they're both, they're both yeah. very short and that's part of what the NPR one had to be what right. less than, was it five or six minutes? It was, it was the NPR. I think it's six or so the, the New York times one is five minutes. Yeah, exact. So if yeah. you have any lagging airtime, any intro kids were learning to cut that like milliseconds to right because if it's a 10th of a second longer than five, they just, delete it they won't listen to it wow yeah so, but see that's you got to learn that's the, yeah. those are those are standards in in jobs when you have right. no matter what what thing is so i did read that uh, Cade doesn't know that he's going to stick with podcasting i think is i think that's paraphrasing it fairly fairly accurately is he in the class this year no um okay. we it's still just one course. We offered a uh, we, we want to offer an advanced podcast okay. where we do something similar, where we have like a weekly um, interview, uh, you know, where a group of kids can uh, sit down with a guest and talk about what's going on in the district or mm-hmm. or or whatever it might be. But no, uh, right now it's only a, a one off. You can take the class one time and okay. then uh, uh, you got to move on. Okay, so it's one and done. So mm-hmm. all right. So this year, it's early on, but uh, how many students do you have for the class this year? Just had the class. I'm thinking probably about 25. 25. I think. I think okay. Maybe, yeah, about that. Fairly equally distributed amongst all four grades? Not as many this time. I think there's less seniors this year. Okay. Um, More sophomores and junior heavy. Yeah. Less okay. freshmen, less seniors, and more uh, uh the other groups. Okay. So this year, are you, what changes based on your first year? You got through it. You, you survived. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this year, what changes are you making to improve the class? Uh, the, a couple of things. One, I want to focus more on the actual skill of having these kind of conversations, mm-hmm. um, working on uh, – asking better questions and and not being afraid to reach out and and contact people 
uh, that are willing to maybe give you a few minutes of their time. Uh, so many kids just kind of defaulted to, I'm going to go ask this teacher and interview this teacher again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that teacher, you know, maybe had the same uh, prep period as my class. So they're getting interviewed over and over and over again. So um, I want kids to try to find a way to use this medium, right? Zoom and uh, the, the ability to record these uh, as a way to add to their their skills. Um, the communication thing is such a rough thing. Kids uh, as a whole generally struggle talking to adults, um, even when they <laughs> feel comfortable. You know, it's just such a foreign conversation a lot of the time um, that that creates some discomfort. So I want to make sure that they are willing to uh, um, kind of stretch their legs a little bit in that respect. A little more structured about um, which uh, entries that, we have scattered throughout and the way to build those, um, you know, it's instead of handing them an entire box of parts and say, put it together, let's put a couple parts together first and then build that into another piece, you know? So Mm -hmm. in teacher speak, that's like, that's called scaffolding, right? You're building it as you go to kind of create something that stands up at the end. I I think it's, I'm so happy to hear everything you're saying. I just think this is, this is awesome because you're absolutely correct. In my experience, kids don't communicate all that great with, with adults sometimes. And for example, in, in my, uh, I'm the PA announcer for the Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball team. And this summer we had a Wenatchee high school. I think he's a junior this year. Uh, as our head scorekeeper, great kid, got him to say like three words a game. Right, <laughs> great kid. It's really, and we we by the end of the season, he was much more comfortable with with the adults in the in the press box, and he's just a great kid. And it's he he loves doing that. He's he's a stats geek, and I, I mean that as a complimentary term. Not yeah. you know he loves baseball stats. Right, and but first. First few games, and he was just nope, couldn't couldn't just <laughs> just, yeah. just at the score sheet on the computer keeping everything going. And but I think that having them reach learn how to reach out to and handle no when they because you will get be you will be told you know or they won't respond you know and you can't take it personally. All right, so I think what you're doing is awesome. I do think the, both the episodes that we listen to, I listen to, you've listened to them well, so I can say we, but I listen to both of them are great. Yeah. I'm very, very happy, but I'm going to turn the attention back onto you just a little bit now. Um, I always ask my guests three questions. And so here's first of three. And I don't remember your, I, I kind of prepped you with two of them, I think, but I don't remember your answer. Are you a coffee drinker? No, uh-uh. I, I, and I forget which three you asked me, but no, I'm not a coffee drinker. All right, so you're going to have to play along then. Okay. Where, if you and I were going to go grab a cup of coffee, and I'm making air quotes around coffee, coffee together in Wenatchee, where would you recommend we go? Oh, man, my uh, uh, my daughter and my wife, and actually my son, love coffee. Um, they So I'm going off of their recommendations. Okay, that's fine. If you're just talking about like going to have uh, a conversation um, you know, at a place that, uh, serves beverages or coffee. Yeah, we'll go with that. My daughter loves going to Mela. Um, okay. she loves their coffee. Uh, 
Java okay. Dog is their go-to, but I mean, those are places you go. That's drive-throughs. Right, those are drive-throughs. Uh, but Mela's yeah. Mela's got to sit down downtown. Okay. Yeah, it's got I, a good vibe, and uh, yeah. um, I know my students tend to like to go there and okay. stretch their legs a little bit and uh, maybe study a little bit there. And, See, um, I would have thought your students would be Dutch Bros. That, that, yeah, I, well, I mean, not that I, that's coffee. That's just you know. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is to be honest with you, but anyway. right. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, I'm going to refrain from making any uh, comments about okay. those so, kids. So, se- <laughs> <laughs> uh, second question is, where's a great place, in your opinion, where's a great place in Wenatchee to go grab lunch? Oh man, well, I can tell you that uh, you know, doing this as long as I've done it, you end up having some connections and some people you know. So, Sweetwood Barbecue <sighs> um, is. It's a great story. Our former uh, cafeteria manager, her name was Anitra, and her husband, Tom, uh, on the side had some barbecue as uh, kind of the side hustle for a while. She retired from here, and he and her opened up uh, Country Boys in Cashmere. Right. So their son, Benj, opened up Sweetwood Barbecue later on. Uh-huh. Benj's wife owns and operates dilly deli right next door right next door so uh i've seen a few recipes from the old high school cafeteria mom make their way into a couple of those uh establishments uh but man i you know i i wouldn't say that i was a guy that uh grew up loving barbecue that we kind of know is barbecue but during the pandemic uh sweetwood was open for pickup Yep. And <laughs> I became an addict, I guess is the only way to say this is like, it, it's just so good. And I'm really excited that it's a former student and athlete that we, I helped coach it. And, uh, um, did you, did I, you coach bench? Uh, I wasn't his position coach, but I was a assistant coach when he was on the team. Yeah. He's such a great guy. Yeah. And I haven't really seen him a whole lot, but, uh, um, you know, I've had, st- I have students who work there. Okay. So they'll come in and I have some pictures on the wall, the old football teams and they'll, they'll go to look for him. Uh, but I, I definitely, I, when people come into town, like, Hey, what do I want to try? I'm like, you got to go to Sweetwood. You got to have lunch, get a sandwich or a salad at Dilly Deli, uh, get the smoked chicken at Dilly Deli and the, because it's the, the pulled chicken from leftover from the thighs the night before. Um, uh, cause yeah. And when people say, I don't really like barbecue, I'm like, just trust me, just go, you know? All right. Two questions. What's your go-to, what's your go-to meal at Sweetwood? Man, if, if it's a Wednesday, I, I don't know if I've ever, ever had a better burger than their smash burger on Wednesdays. So they're solid. Uh, they're really and solid. I can just eat the burger. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's good enough right there, but I have not had anything on the menu that isn't uh, worth not going back for. So you have connections. So I got to ask, you know, this is, this is, this is why, this is why having a podcaster is, is awesome because I had no clue that you, you knew these people. Yeah. The thing that I miss from country boys is their potato chips. Yeah. You know, I didn't make it out there as much. Uh, <sighs> Those are know, just. But they're, yeah, the, the times that I went there, I'd get them and they were good. <laughs> they were, and I'm not a huge like potato chip fan. Right. Those were so good. I, I so I'm going to ask you to use your pull, and, and you need to talk to Benj and have him put the potato chips on the menu. I don't know if I have that kind of pull, but uh, come definitely on. Uh, you don't don't underestimate yeah. yourself. I mean, we should you yeah. and I will both walk in there together. We'll scare them. 
How about that? Well, no. I, you know, whatever we can do to help promote uh, business to send down to those two places. I love well, that they're locally owned and, yeah. um, you know, they, they employ local kids yeah. and, you know, the kids, oh man, yeah. and, and it's just good food. It's wholesome. Sweetwood you know, was a, was a handmade. A, yeah. Sweetwood was a sponsor of the Apple Sox this year. They actually fed right. the players for some games. He, Benj was just a, is just a great guy to, to talk to. Every time I go in there, no matter how busy they are, good service. I love yeah. all of that. Okay. Yeah. So this is fun because normally, normally the guests are saying, oh, I go there. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. I'm looking at my watch. And I'm thinking maybe my wife and I are going to go to Sweetwood tonight. Um, right. Thank you for Virginia. Okay. So the last, well, I have two questions, but the last one is what didn't I ask you that I should have asked you? Yeah, that's a great uh, job interview question, right? I know. Uh, I know. Um, what about the program didn't we touch on that you would like to share with the public? Did we miss something? Oh, man. I, this is really the first time that I've had an opportunity to talk about it publicly. Um, so I appreciate the fact that you're giving me a, an opportunity to share the insights of what we're trying to do uh, for the program. But uh, so everything we talked about is is new uh, and and interesting. We, we um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've coupled it this year. You know, you read it at the beginning. Uh, media production. So we have another side of it where we're trying to get some uh, video production going, where we kind of produce a like a newscast that's a little more traditional than for okay. our morning announcements that can be more um, consistent. Okay. Uh, so it's not just podcasting. It's also, we got some video production and, um, uh, you know, we have some sound booths that we have purchased that we were able to get uh, some funding for, oh, wow. um, the, the guys from NCW life, our local television channel, um, they've been fantastic about coming up and helping us like just set up, uh, some acoustics and how to get the, the, the cameras and the, the components set up, right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm an incredible novice, but, I have a former student who is a phenomenal journalist uh, um, out of, and he's currently stationed in uh, Houston, works for one of the stations there. His name's Bryce Newberry. He he went to Arizona State and graduated the um, Cronkite School of Journalism there. Um, so I have him taking pictures, and I'll ask him like technical questions, and he sends <laughs> me pictures of their sets and their lighting setup. And um, when I don't know the verbiage for certain things, he's been super generous. Uh, um, and, and he's an incredibly busy, uh, journalist himself. So that helps me when the kids can see this guy's, uh, kind of doing some stuff that we're trying to shoot for, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, as for what you haven't asked me, I think those are all the things, everything that you've talked to me tonight or today about is, uh, stuff that is new for me to share. Good. Well, once again, kudos to this. All right. Thank you. So we're going to wrap this up. This is a, a very simple question. I, I ask all my guests this question. You have to answer it and you have to explain your answer. All right. Yeah. It's very, very simple. Cake or pie and why? For me, I like pie. Okay. And I like pie because I like the texture and kind of the um, cake to me can be overly sweet, especially if the frosting's not done right. Mm -hmm. Pie, I like the uh, the crunch, the the texture with the the sweet and the savory kind of mix of the the crust and the fruit. So All there right. we go. What type of pie? 
And I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> now you're in Wenatchee. The the the, yeah. the, the stock has you could have just said Apple, no. And, and no one would question you. But well, it's, you know, I, I'm not. I, my wife, I was like, don't buy the Costco Apple pie. I'll murder the whole thing and feel miserable about myself for a week. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I really like a mixed berry, um, kind of a cobbler kind of crust. You know, the the mm-hmm. oatmeal cracker crust, right? It's got that, that, that's the, that's the kind of go-to. My mom makes a little bit of a cobbler kind of like that, but okay. uh, um, yeah, Solid. there we there's, go. It's a good question. But there's no wrong answer here either. No, no, no. But it's really funny to me. Um, uh, I've recorded multiple episodes today and it's funny to me to watch people's response. Some people are like instantly you know, cake pie and they're just adamant. Like that's, that's the right answer. And then there's other people are like, I can't decide. And then it's, you would think I'm asking them to choose what hand they're going to cut off. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then there's people are like, well, can't I have both? But (laughs) somebody asked me a question and no one's asked me this, this pushback question. And that is what do most of my guests pick? And I've got to go through and we're going to go through it now and and listen to the episodes and and go, and we're going to, I'm going to start publishing the results. You know, we'll have it like a, you know, an election results or something. I would say this is my unofficial thing is that pie is in the lead. I think pie overall is, is a winner. And then if we're going to dive down a little bit further, I think Apple's probably going to be the dominant of that. Cake isn't out of the running by any stretch no. of the imagination. It's just never it's is. Just, no, it's never, never is. So um, if people want to find out, you know, I don't know with you, normally I ask my guests this too, but I don't know with you if we do, but if people want to find out more about what, what's going on at Wenatchee High School, what's, what's going on in your program or anything like that, where can we send them? Oh, well, simple email to me, uh, H-A-R-L-E dot B at WenatcheeSchools.org. Um, I'd be happy to share more information. Um, while I haven't had a lot of interview requests, like what you're asking me to do, I've had a couple of emails from people asking me, tell me more about what you're doing there. Uh, we're thinking about trying to do something like that too. So okay. I'm happy to pass on what we've tried to start and where we're still going and, uh, uh, what we're trying to do. Excellent. Well, continued success. I think I'm really, thank you for taking the time, but I really think what you're doing is, is outstanding. And I'm, thank you. I'm really glad that you're doing it. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, let me do this. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can reach me on Twitter at Explore Law State. I'd love to hear your comments. You can also visit our website at explorewashingtonstate.com. If you know anyone who would like the show, it'd be amazing if you'd share the show with them. This is the biggest way that we grow this show. Good old word of mouth. I'm glad you were here with me today. And I hope to have you listening to the next episode. See you then.